Heavenly Father, thank you for the power of your word this morning. Thank you for the anointing of your Holy Spirit. That as I speak, Lord, that lives change. That you, by your Spirit, bring change. That your word comes alive, it activates within people. It stirs something. It causes faith to arise. It causes faith to be birthed. It causes faith to, uh, to increase in our life. Our Father, thank you that as a result of this message, people will be more intimately connected with each other, but more in connect, uh, intimately connected with you. My Father, thank you for this word. I thank you that it's something you've put on my heart and it's something that will help us as a church and as a people to get closer to you and closer to one another and closer and uh, closer to our community. And I thank you for that in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. Amen. Well, welcome to, to church. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, my name's Gary, uh, along with my lovely wife Jane, we pastor the church here, we've got a great team of people around about you, about us, but we thank you for you, for continually supporting us and continuing to pray for us and, and uh, continuing to reach out to your family and your friends with the message of Jesus Christ, I really do appreciate that. Uh, this is the second uh, message in a, uh, a message I um, started last week, it didn't really have the time to finish, so I'm just going to uh, finish off this week. Uh, this message. It's, it comes out of the, uh, this whole thing about a rise, uh, that we are uh, arising in uh, 2021. 20, uh, out of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. I broke, when I felt this, uh, this word in January, it broke up into five key areas, and strange as it would seem that each area starts with a letter from the word arise. That's just how my brain works, so get used to it. Um, Arise is activating our connections, ramping up our worship, investing our gifts, stretching our faith, and then engaging with our communities. And today we're going to continue to drill down on those five areas. So uh, the A of Arise is activating our connections. It's all about us pushing the buttons to make relationships happen. I ended last week by saying that we are the ones that need to push the button in our lives to activate our connections, to make our relationships happen. It's almost like we uh, accessing a website from a, a, a laptop or, or wherever you choose to do that, uh, that uh, we, we, we put our, our username and our password into a particular website that we're going to uh, access. We hit enter and we get access to that website. Now, but it's, it's up to us to actually put our username and our password into those, uh, those, those spaces so that we can get... Uh, into that space there. And it's exactly what I'm talking about in activating our connections with each other. We can't do this for someone else. It's, it's up to us to do this. We, we, we're the ones that have got to say in terms of activating our connections with one another that I'm all in. I want this. I need this in my life. We push the button. We take the responsibility for the invitation, for the coffee, for the visit for the chat that we're going to have. And you might ask, well, why would we do that? Uh, and Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 2 says this, Therefore become imitators of God, copy Him and follow His example. As well-beloved children, imitate their Father and walk continually in love. That is, that we value one another. We value one another. And, we go, and it goes on, it says a few other things there. Because we are imitating God, because we're imitating Jesus, Jesus 
activated a connection with mankind. He pushed the button. He initiated a connection with you and I, uh, as we've, we've come to discover through life. He did this because he walked continually in love. He valued us so much that he entered his username and his password to, uh, to access planet Earth to come down and to be in relationship and to facilitate relationship between us and the Father and us and one another. The early church valued one another so much that they devoted themselves to each other. Uh, people from, like if you read uh, Acts chapter 2, there was probably 15 different nations or regions that were named about all these people that were in Jerusalem at that time. And we see that from those groups of people that the early church was birthed. And we can see that... Uh, that, that, that they facilitated something uh, together. They devoted themselves to, to, to each other. It what didn't matter about what they looked like or how they sounded or the food that they ate. What mattered was that they were people who had been joined because of Jesus. They devoted themselves to praying for one another, to fellowshipping together, to learning the ways of God together, visited each other and even provided for one another. They devoted themselves and they activated their connections because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Jesus is the reason that we activate our connection with each other. Jesus sorry, it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 47, that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So what the believers did in activating their connections with each other in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 46, was actually a sign and a wonder at that time. It was actually an amazing thing for this early church to be gathered together with people from different cultures, different belief sets, different, you know, everything that was different about them. It was a sign and a wonder. And in John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, it says that, So now I give you a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. There was something different about the early church that spoke to the community around about. It was something that was attractive to the early church or to the, the, the communities around about. Seeing people of faith... Get on with each other. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? One of the things that I, I hear sometimes at the uh, business group that I'm a part of or at Park Run is, why are there so many churches? Can't you guys get on? What's wrong with you? You know, it's, it's a great question. And the way I explain that is, well, it's all the same kingdom, just a different part of the neighborhood. <laughs> Easy. See, this is what copying or imitating God is all about. It's, it's, it's about loving each other. Is it possible, do you think, that the Lord would add to our number, the people who are being saved daily here, if we valued each other and activated our connection with each other? Because here's the deal. I don't think we'd have any problem in talking to our family and friends if we went to a place where we were totally accepted just for being who we are. Is that right or not? 
we do that? Well, I'm glad you've asked. We just got to copy Jesus. He's our role model. We are disciples. We, we, we need to be disciples, not just believers, but disciples, a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Not just talking about believing, I'm talking about following. That what Jesus says we do. See, Jesus says a lot of things in his word, and a lot of people believe about Jesus, but not a lot of people actually obey Jesus and live like Jesus says we should live. That would be the people at the other church. I know that. That's, you guys would, that's, it's not you. I understand that. It's fine. I know that I'm preaching to the converted this morning. I'm, I'm cool with that. But maybe, just maybe, just maybe, there's some things that we could adjust in our own life. I know that there's things in my life I could adjust. There's some things in areas that I need to step out in greater faith. The thing with faith is that when you take a small step of faith, God says, okay, let's make that step a little bit bigger next time. Okay, so don't be surprised that you're actually raising the dead, you know, just aligning the planets, something like that. Just amazing things that God will do through you. See, the way that we value each other is by going the distance with each other. The way that we value each other is by accepting our mistakes and giving people grace. Forgiving people when they mess up. Actually believing the best about a person. We, 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 how about just being vulnerable with a person? I've had a horrific week. It's been a tough week. It's been a tough week. I've, I've felt like in my own mind, an attack upon my mind. I need your prayers. Jane needs your prayers. Our leaders need your prayers. Can I tell you? We're praying for you. We've got to be vulnerable with one another. What does vulnerability do? It opens up our arms. It says, okay, you're welcome here. I want to be real with you. I want to be authentic with you. I don't want to be a plastic version of me. I want, I want, I want relationship. I want to know that I'm liked for who I am. And you know what? I think that most of us here would, would, would enjoy that. We, we would want to be valued. We want to be natural in who we are. See, here's the reality of it. In Romans chapter 12, verse 5, it says, since we're all one body, we are all one body in Christ. Okay? It says that we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. I need you in my life. You need me in your life. The people sitting around you need you in their life and you need them. There's no way that we can be or do all that God wants us to do and be by ourselves. We have to do it in relationship with other people. How do we value and, and, and love each other? Well, I started this last week by giving us five important ways that we can value one another. The first way that I spoke about last week, and, and you can catch the, the message from last week on our YouTube channel, it's one of the messages that hasn't been taken down from our YouTube site. So it's really exciting about that for whatever reason that they took down our Mission Sunday one. We still don't know the answer to that question. But you know what? We're going to move on anyway. Just going to continue to preach Jesus. Going to continue to support Israel in Jesus' name. First, oh, I just love the taste of leather, you know. Just put your foot in your mouth. It's great. First point that, that, uh, that I made last week was that we walk, uh, uh, we value people who walk with us. 
In other words, it helps us to overcome loneliness. You know, people walk with us and we can walk with them. Second point I made last week is that we value people who work with us. People who can, we can serve God alongside of, who get in the trenches and they help us to do what we need to do. They, they help to grow and, and build the kingdom of God. So here's the other three points that uh, I, uh, I need to make today in the next 15, 14, 16 minutes. Point number three. It's not point number one because, okay. We value people who watch out for us. What I'm talking about here is people who will defend and protect and stand up for us, not gossip, not pull down, not drag backwards or speak ill of, but we will defend. I've got your back. I will protect your reputation. I love covers a multitude of sins. In other words, what it's saying is this stuff doesn't need to come out into the, the light of day. What it needs, we're going we're gonna to cover some stuff. We're going to do what Jesus does, does it, and we're going to forgive. We're going to release forgiveness. We're going to allow people to be themselves. Obviously not uh, deliberately so and things like that. We need to be not switched on. Don't chuck the baby out with the bathwater stuff. We need to have, have a brain still in, intact and stuff. There's this area where we're deciding we're going to protect. We're going to actually cover people uh, rather than expose people. Uh, these sorts of people actually help us to stay on track. They watch our back because we all have blind spots. I don't know about you, but there's blind spots. Blind spots these days are covered by cars. In the mirrors, you get these little orange lights or red lights when there's a car alongside of you. I'm stuffed. I don't have one of those. I've actually got to look. Fancy that having to be switched on when you're driving. Who'd have thought? Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 says, look out for one another's interests, not just your own. Have you ever seen those neighbourhood watch signs? Around the community you see a neighbourhood watch. That sign is a sign of relationship. It's a sign that tells us that we're looking out for each other in this, in this community. Jane uh, and I, when we went away to England on holiday a couple of years ago, it was in uh, 2019-ish, uh, somewhere around about, I think it was 2019. Yeah, 2019, we went overseas. We told our family and we told our neighbours that we were going away on holiday and that we would not be home. I can tell you that we went away on holiday with a peace in our heart, knowing that someone was looking after our stuff. See, but here's the thing. I'm not asking you this morning if anyone's looking after your stuff. I'm asking you if there's anyone looking after your soul this morning. If there's anyone who's watching out for you. Who's, who's, who's got your back, who's willing to stand up and say, that's, that's not, uh, no, no, that's not right. Well, we need to, to pray. We need to, to intercede on what God's doing in the moment. You know, it's just something that we need to do. Is there anyone who, in our life who's, who helps us stay on track spiritually? Is there anyone who loves us enough to say to us when they sit down to us, how are you and God doing? How are you and God doing? They bring it back to this place where, all right, how are you and God doing? We all have blind spots. See, we may never know, uh, or we may, may have a faulty brake light, but we'll never know unless someone's got our back and they tell us we've got a faulty brake light. It's not working. Yeah. Why is that important? Well, because if you brake suddenly and your brake light's not working, then the person behind you suddenly helps you with your insurance. <laughs> and number one makes you know that you've got insurance which is really helpful. 
See, we ca- we, we, we've got to care about each other. We're, we're family. L- look around a minute. You're looking at family. This is family. Whether you're visiting here today, if you are a Christian, if you are a born-again believer, I want to say to you today, welcome home. This is family. This is family. We're here for each other. We've got each other's back. We want to let you know that we're here for you. Hebrews, 11, sorry, Hebrews 13 verse 1 says, Keep being concerned about each other as the Lord's followers should. It says, keep being concerned. Keep being concerned. It's not a one-off deal, but in the process of relationship, as we walk together, let's continue to be concerned about each other. Why do we need to do that? Well, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but we have an enemy. Okay? We have an enemy. Like in, in, in a war, everyone like, has to take their turn on sentry duty. Okay, to make sure that someone's awake when everyone else is asleep, to make sure that the enemy doesn't come in and attack us. Satan is our personal enemy, and he hates us and wants to defeat us. He wants to mess us up. He wants to bring problems, and he wants to ruin our relationships. See, most Christians live in defeat. Why is that? Because we try to fight the enemy on our own. And we don't lean into the people that we have around about us. We're never going to win against the enemy on our own. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12 says, A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Do you know what a triple braided cord is? It's our church. It's our connect group. It's the team that we serve in. There's three straight up. I, I, here's, here's the deal, all right? Here's the deal. If over the next 12 months, if over the next 12 months, you invested yourself in this church, if you invested yourself in a connect group, if you invested yourself in a team, I guarantee it that you would be absolutely on fire for Jesus and have a people around about you that you could always rely on and go the distance with. Just saying. See, going alone paints this great big bullseye on our back. And the enemy says to us, there's a loner. I might just single him out, her out, and just have a bit of a nibble. See, relationship is God's answer to those times when we're feeling alone, when we're feeling defeated. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 10 says, One person falls, another person can reach out and help. But people who are alone when they fall are in real trouble. Are you in trouble today? Is it maybe because you're not connected or in relationship with people around about you? It's time to activate your connection. Point number four. We value people who will wait with us and weep with us. We value people who will wait with us and weep with us. We need people around us when we're in a crisis or a tragedy. We shouldn't have to face those things alone. There are situations in life that nobody should go through and face alone. No one should have to wait alone in a hospital while someone's fighting for their life in that hospital. Bad things happen to good people. Yeah. 
They're inevitable. We will have loved ones die. We will have tragedy happen. I pray that it's not something that's quick coming our way. Health sometimes is attacked. And we need people in our life who will wait with us and will weep with us. Don't go through life unprepared for something that we know is inevitable. Build a safety net. Activate your connections today. Who is it today that you could invite out for a lunch? Who is it that you could invite out for a cup of coffee? Who is it that you could go simply for a walk for? Who is it that you could just take out into the cafe? The coffee's free. It's not going to cost you a single cent. Hey, would you like to join me for a coffee in the cafe? (laughs) 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 8 says, You should be like one big family full of sympathy towards each other. So you know, God's safety net is a group of five or six believers, a group of people who are committed to us and to whom we are committed and devoted to as well. We, we need to, to be a, access this whole thing called relationship and family around about us. See, when you're in hospital, you might not want the whole church to visit you, but it would be nice to have four or five people come along say, hey, we were thinking of you, came here, want to pray with you, and just so that you know, I bought you some lint chocolate balls too. The lint chocolate, the little ones, the, the blueberry ones, they're, they're gold. Have you seen those? They are so good. Man, we had these uh, like sampled to us with some friends who invited us out for a meal. And we are hooked. In Jesus' name. I, I, must, I have an addiction to these lint chocolate little balls, the blueberry. No, I don't. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26 says, If one member suffers, if one member suffers, if one person in our, in our connect group suffers, if one person in our team, Romans 12, 15, be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Can I tell you, we do that in our connect groups. Someone has a promotion or a graduation, we party. We celebrate. If someone's going through a tough time, we pray. We gather around them. We support them. See, sometimes people in groups don't know how to deal with tears. See, here's, here's a tip. Tears are always a sign that it's time to stop and to pray. Oh. Rocket science. I could do brain surgery. (laughs) Out of the mouths of babes. So here's the deal. We don't have to fix everybody's problem in our connect group. So when we're going through a crisis, we don't want advice. Sometimes we just want to be heard. We just want someone to sit with us. Can I tell you... That's called the ministry of presence. And it's absolutely amazing. You don't have to say anything. In fact, you don't even have to to give me a hug. I'm just glad that you've taken the time to sit with me in that moment. I just needed to know that I wasn't alone. Just needed to know that someone 
was there. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Encourage each other and strengthen one another. Our connect groups and our teams, they're on our website. Check them out. Access them. Plug yourself in. If there's not a connect group that's near you or at a time frame that fits you, talk to me. Talk to me. I've got people who would love to lead a connect group. I've got people that you know, would, would, would value that. Talk to me. Number five, we value people who witness with us. We have a life message. You have a life message. And, and, and we need to share that with our world. God put us here on earth for a mission, but he never meant for us to do this alone. The best way to witness to people around about us who don't know the love of God, how do we do that? Well, God says it's by actually loving others in the family of God. I said this a little bit earlier. John 13 verse 35 says, Your love for one another, not your love for God, not your love for Jesus, but your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. What impresses our community the most is believers loving each other. They see our love. My heart is that Infused Church would be known for being a place that you can be unconditionally and inclusively loved. It's not about my sermons. It's not about what's preached here. It's about being loved and in an atmosphere of love and being connected with the God of love. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, The Holy Spirit doesn't want you to be afraid of people, but to be wise and strong and to love them and to enjoy being with them. Philippians 1 verse 27 says, You are working together and struggling side by side to get others to believe the good news. In other words, we're doing this as a team. We're, We're part of a family. We want people to be a part of our family. We want that. See, the verse says, and there's two goals for us here as a church. It says, you are struggling or working together, struggling side by side to get others to believe the good news. First thing we need to do is deepen our relationships within the church. And secondly, we need to reach out to our community around the church. As I land this this morning, as the team comes back, as I sum this two weeks up of messages, We can all walk with someone. We can all work with someone. We can all watch over someone. We can wait and weep with someone and we can witness with someone. But we also need people to do those things with us and for us in life as well. See, here's the deal. To arise in 2021 means that we activate our connections. Jesus didn't wait for an invitation to give his life for us. He activated his connection. He did what was necessary. Here's my encouragement to us today. Because I believe that God wants this church to grow. I believe that God wants this church and its influence to grow into this community, to be a beacon of hope, to be a beacon of God's love, where people can come and be themselves, be naturally who you are, and that it's celebrated. 
I started last Sunday by saying there's four crucial areas in a person's life where that, that means so much. It's, it's so vital in these four areas that we have in our life. It's to know. It's, it's that we're a part of something. We, 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 we want to know some stuff about people. But it's also to be known. It's to be known. That people can see who I really am and still like me at the end of the day. The third area is that we leave a legacy. I want to know that my life has had meaning. That the reason for me still being on this planet Earth is that there's, there's a reason that I'm still here on this Earth. And fourthly, it's to belong. It's to belong. Can I tell you? You belong in the presence of God. You belong in His presence. You belong in His embrace. You belong in His grace. You belong in Him. You belong here, I would hope, that you would feel that you belong in a place. It's a place that you can set down roots and plant yourself. The Bible says that they who plant themselves in the house of God shall flourish. Are you flourishing today? Have you planted yourself? Can we stand? This is my encouragement to us as a church today. Activate your connection. Activate your connection. Activate your connection. You push the button. You put in your username. You put in your password. Jesus did. He said, Jesus Christ. Password, he loves the whole world. And he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. My heart would be that you feel like you belong. My heart would be feel, feel like that, you know, that you know and are known and that you can leave a legacy that there's purpose and there's meaning for your life is that easy no it's not it's hard there's going to be misunderstanding there's going to be like misunderstanding heavenly father i just thank you right now i thank you for the courage upon your people to activate their connection to step out in faith on the leading of the holy spirit to touch another person to release forgiveness maybe or to, to, to reach out to people around about them and to experience your goodness and your grace. Lord, I thank you that there's openness, vulnerability, there's acceptance in what we do. And Father, I pray that those who are craving fellowship, that those who are craving relationship, but seem to be on the outer. I pray, Father, for a release and an openness to people around about them, to accept them for who they are, how you've created them. They are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you didn't make a mistake when you put them together. Father, I pray that those people, everyone here, would find a place where they belong. They belong in the body of Christ.
amongst other believers who love them and care about them in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Just with every head's bowed and eyes closed, I don't know everybody here this morning, but I want to make an opportunity, give you an opportunity to connect with one who loves you, who died for you, gave everything for you. His name is Jesus. Maybe you didn't know that's what he did, but it's true. He, he created a connection between you and God the Father. He said, this is the way, through Jesus. And if you'll have the courage this morning to activate the connection with Jesus, you'll never know a stronger, more vital love than His in your life. And I pray that you experience that this morning. Is there anyone who's never invited Jesus to be your Lord and Savior this morning that today you want to? You feel it's right to do it. You need to do this. You're feeling like there's something that's being drawn, you're being drawn towards this morning. Is there anyone here, you just want to give your heart to Jesus? Can you just put your hand up, maybe online, just write a comment in the thing below, but right here this morning, if you just want to put your hand up, nice and tall, so that I can see, I'd love to know who I'm praying for this morning. Is there anyone who would like to receive Christ as Saviour? Father, thank you for your presence today. We thank you for your word. Thank you for all that you're doing in and through us. Thank you for the ability to connect with people around about us. We thank you for Friday night being an incredible night where we help to just baptize some people, but also a time of worshiping you and glorifying you because we have the religious freedom to be able to do that. Father, I thank you for that in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. And everyone said,